Welcome to the second Gaming Podcast Alliance Roundtable. We are a group of like-minded gamers who have come together as a group known as the GPA, the Gaming Podcast Alliance. This podcast is all about discussing video games, its culture, and uh, whatever else we feel like talking about. So, without further ado, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Uh, The man you hear on the mic is Dave Rotino from Rated G for Gamers. What's going on, man? Dan Robinson from Rated G for Gamers. I am Justin from Lit Gaming Arena. And I am Danny from Zap Night Gaming. So, uh, welcome, welcome, everybody. It's good, to, uh, it's good to hear everybody on this fine Sunday. Our topic this week is favorite gaming experience and or memory. Uh, I'm sure we all kind of have that memorable moment in gaming, just something that kind of like was unique or kind of like, hey, this, 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 this thing was just like super awesome or like I remember this time you know you know whatever it is it's just kind of like yeah this really kind of like sticks in uh, sticks in my memory as like a, um, kind of a piece that like stands out you know, like in terms of gaming so if anybody wants to like uh, kick it off with uh, you know something sure I'll start so one of the biggest experiences for me was the very first time I pre-ordered a game mm-hmm. and I, I feel like now a lot of people do it online or they, you know, kind of wait until it comes out to go and pick it up. But like a few years ago, um, I pre-ordered Final Fantasy X-2. It, <coughs> mistakes, mistakes were made, but Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> um, it, it was just the, the whole experience of going like a couple weeks ahead of time, pre-ordering the game at GameStop and then you know waiting for the game to come out <clears throat> and that whole you know anticipation the build up and then going there the day of waiting for them to open up and then walking in and picking it up and bringing it home just that that whole experience is something that i feel like thing things are different now than they used to be then mm-hmm. so i don't know it just it stuck with me and it made me it was like the first one that i paid with like my own money instead of my parents going and getting me money for it so I don't know. It just made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can. I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I mean, I definitely have something to add to that too. I mean, not only just like I mean, because I, I totally know what you're talking about. Because I mean, the point where you can go and make that decision yourself, like I want this game. I want to make sure I get this game. And you go and you go, you walk in the GameStop, and that this time you walk in the GameStop, you're saying, "Hey, I want to pre-order a game," instead of them being like, "Hey, do you want to pre-order a game?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, not only that, but like when you go up there, and then you're like, instead of just like. I'll put down the five dollars for the game. You're like, I'm gonna pay for the whole game right now. So then, when I come in and get it, I just grab the game and go home. Go home and throw it in for the first time. Opening up that package for the first time and throwing it in. Oh, <laughs> yes, it's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think 
I think every time I've ever pre-ordered a game from GameStop, it's always been a disaster. <laughs> it's always been a disaster. Anymore. Where where that, I, I, that's I, me at Best Buy. Oh boy! <laughs> don't, don't don't get me don't get me started on Best Buy. I, I, I had a bad experience with them just yesterday, but oh, I think no. we'll save that. We'll I, save that for. Up I think the first time I ordered a, I pre-ordered a game at GameStop. I don't know. It was probably early or mid two thousands. Because I wasn't at that point. I had sort of stopped being like stopped gaming so much. I was only uh, buying games for sports like Madden and, and the two K series. I pre-ordered a game from one GameStop. I assumed I can go to any GameStop and pick that up because it's... Oh, no. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Every store is independent in that case. Yeah. Well, I was I was far away from where, where I live. Mm-hmm. I was just in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to like a family barbecue. I don't live over... I didn't live in that area. And I was like, oh, I go to GameStop and order 2K. I don't remember what it was. It was like 2K... Uh, seven, oh, right. 7 or right, something right. like that. 2K08. Yeah. Oh, I went to the GameStop where I live, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you got to go back up. You got to go back up to the Bronx." Mm. Oh no! <laughs> I I live in I don't live in the Bronx. Yeah, for for anyone who doesn't know, there there are there are five distinct boroughs in in uh, New York City, and to go from where even like me and Dan are all the way up to the Bronx is like at least an hour, right? An hour plus. Yeah. This, this was like yeah. close to White Plains. This, right. is go, this is going to Westchester. Right, right. And, and you know, like you may say like, oh, it's just, just, you just have a car. You can drive an hour and a half. Nobody has a oh, car God. in the city. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody has a car. <laughs> yeah. So I had to trek the all dream. the way. I had to trek all the way up there like a week later, mm-hmm. which was it was like, well, then why did he even pre-order this? I could have just bought it anyway. I could have right. bought it at Toys R Us. Right, right, right. <laughs> when Toys R Us was still around. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, R.I.P. Uh, so, yeah. So, every time I've ever ordered a game, pre-ordered a game from GameStop, it's always just been a disaster. <coughs> that actually happened to my wife once. Like, <clears throat> when we were younger, just she she had ordered pre-ordered the game in one city and Mm -hmm. then we were living in another city and then we just we went to GameStop and we didn't even know this at the time either so then it's like no you there's they're not linked up you got to go to that other GameStop we pre-ordered it at and it's like oh that sucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) you want to talk about disastrous pre-orders I pre-ordered the PlayStation Classic Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah! I, I ended up just getting one for twenty bucks. So twenty yeah, bucks I is just okay. Yeah, for 20 bucks. Wanted, I'm so mad at myself for doing that. Well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't pre-order it, but I bought it day one. Yeah, Dan got in on the early too. And, uh, <laughs> I know. Big Marcus was like, "I'll buy it when it gets down to twenty dollars." And I sent him a message. I was like, "It's twenty dollars now, and they're still out there." And he was like, "I think it can go a little bit lower." Yeah, right, right. Fifteen, <laughs> maybe. You know, what's that line? So, um, Listen, yeah, Best so Buy would probably be giving it away for eight dollars at some point. Watch. <laughs> so, so we're 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 I guess I guess a little bit polarizing on that that whole kind of pre-order game experience. But I do, you know, I under I understand uh, the first time you you buy something with your own money, and you know, just just having that independence and saying like, hey, I want to get this game. I'm an adult. I have money. I'm going to go out and do it on my own, and you know, maybe yeah. even purchase your own game yeah, system. Yeah, I think that's. That was the that was the tipping point for me is like, you know, I'm I'm finally have a first job, I'm finally pre ordering it and it just it, it just makes you feel good. Well, and yeah. now it's so much different pre-ordering a game because it's like you don't know what's going to happen when you pre-order that game. Like back then, you could pre-order a game, you know that it's going to be a good game, but now it's like there's review embargoes. Like you don't know what the game is actually like until after it comes out. Yeah, yeah, it is a it is a completely different landscape. But um, but I will say I, I have a um, I have a 
a I guess it's a little bittersweet for me, but it is a it is I think I think a good gaming experience story. Uh, so I used to work at um, Electronics Boutique uh, way back in the day before they got enveloped by GameStop. EB and, uh, Games. That's EB right. Games. That's right. Remember Funko Land? I do. Yeah, yeah. Funko Land was like on its way out, which was also enveloped by GameStop. Really? <laughs> yeah. They had one too. GameStop bought like every everything. Um, but back when it was still Electronics Boutique, our store wasn't labeled EB Games. They they did like a rebrand on it. Uh, but oh. I worked at the one in the mall, like uh, close to my hometown, and I worked there during the PS2 launch. Right. Ooh, okay. So it was it was like crazy time, right? You know, the Dreamcast was in like full swing. That was still going. Uh, X, uh, Microsoft was in talks of like, hey, they may be coming out with a console, and the Sony PlayStation was like close to here. And uh, the way it, the way it, the way it worked is that employees were able to pre-order the system if they wanted to but they would be pre-ordering it just like everybody else so there'd be no priority uh it was you know first one in first one out uh, and we had maybe maybe a couple hundred pre-orders and that was it and um i ended up finagling a a situation out and i got the pre-order i put the money down for it and <clears throat> after all the systems came out, right, we would just go down the list in order, and we just keep checking people off when they got the systems. And <clears throat> after, like, the first run of systems came through, there was a second set that came in, and then I was, like, real close to getting my system. Uh-huh. And uh, this dad and this kid, I remember the day, and they came in the store, and they uh, they were talking to my manager, and you know they were all like, "Look, like we have an effective PlayStation. Um, we'd like to you know exchange it. I don't know if you guys have any other ones." Um, and I think like all the other employees had gotten their PlayStations, and I had not gotten my PlayStation yet. And my boss comes to me, and he, he essentially puts his arm around me, and this is Dave. He's like, "You don't have to do this. It is it is completely up to you." And he goes, look, uh, here's the situation. Like, you know, this dad got his kid the PlayStation for uh, Christmas. And, uh, you know, it turns out that it's defective. Um, Would you be willing to give up your PlayStation uh, as like a replacement model? Wow. And Mm. I had to think about it for like a couple seconds because I'm like, well, I'm obviously not going to get one. But it's like major goodwill, like across the board. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You know what? They can... They can they can have my pre-order PlayStation, and the kids he just lit up like the smile was so big, and I'm like ah you know what like dude don't even worry about it you can have mine it's not a big deal and and the the kid was just so happy and I, you know I got mine like a couple weeks later so like it wasn't even that big of a thing but um, yeah. yeah I mean it just it just kind of like it felt good I don't know okay yeah that's awesome. Well, I guess I got a semi-similar story that hits a little bit more closer to home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got, so the three six. Remember the three sixty launch? We both worked at Circuit City. Oh, that's right, that's right. I do know the story. This is a good one. All right, so we both <laughs> we worked at Circuit City. <laughs> I pre-ordered uh, the one with the hard drive. Because remember, it came with the one with came with the hard drive. One didn't come with the hard drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That why, was the arcade model. The arcade model. The hard drive. Yeah. Why you would get the as a side tangent? Why would anybody get the arcade model? Is beside me. It's just like the Wii U. You get the yeah. black model with, right. with the bigger storage. Right. 
downgrade from the yeah. uh, like the Xbox because Xbox had the hard drive in it. Then they released this 360 without a hard drive. I was like, yeah. what are you doing, Microsoft? That doesn't make any sense. It's, they they fractured that that release. It should have just been one release with the hard drive. That's it. But anyway, yep. Uh, I had pre-ordered it. It was like one of the last ones in the store to pre-order it. Mm-hmm. Talking about pre-orders, we're bringing it full circle here. Uh, <laughs> my my aunt and her son came to live with. They came. They were living with us for like two years. So they came to live with us. My aunt couldn't buy my cousin a Christmas gift at all. Like she just. It was hard times. She couldn't buy a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. And he and she told him that. And he was. He knew he wasn't getting a Christmas gift. I had the 360. I decided that I was going to wrap it up and give it to him for Christmas. So one day, like on Christmas, he everyone's up. All the kids are up and, and, and opening on their gifts. Mm-hmm. He didn't get up early because he knew he wasn't getting a Christmas gift. And I sort of just I gave him. I said, here, Merry Christmas. So he thought it was going to be like nothing like maybe a shirt or something like that his eyes lit up he almost did a backflip and, and dropped the box on the tree uh, <laughs> it was great it was great and the game that we got for it uh, was con- uh, I think it was a condemned it was condemned oh um, yeah 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 it was like condemned too. it was like the second condemned right mm-hmm. not the first one uh, uh, the first one I think was around the launch of the system Oh, it was the first one. I think it was the first one. Which is which is definitely the better of the two. Yeah, but we played we played that for like a, like a good thirty minutes, and then we went back to playing Halo on, <laughs> on the original Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was a great gesture, I guess, on my part, just because I wanted to see my cut my little cousin. I mean, he was like fifteen at the time, mm-hmm. fourteen, fifteen. Aww. Just you know, Chris. I didn't want him to have a, a bad Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we just went back to playing Halo anyway. <laughs> There was no launch titles. There was really no launch titles for the Xbox no, 360. No, you could you could you could play the Great King Peter Jackson's King Kong. I think was one of the launch titles. I think we might need to change GMG to Goodman Gaming. Well, uh, <laughs> still, yeah, Dave is still a grandpa gamer. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm wise beyond my years. That's what that means. But that that actually wasn't going to be my gaming experience. Mm-hmm. I only said that to piggyback off your story because mm-hmm. it just reminded me of when I did that for my cousin. Sure. My original story was going to be how I first got into gaming. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was I don't know how old I was. I must have been like six or seven, and I woke up. It was either for my no, it was for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I woke up. My father was playing the NES. Yep, he had the gun, the zapper. <laughs> And and uh, we were playing, uh, I think no no you know what we were playing Mario two. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it. I didn't have it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. So we had Mar- We had we had the cart with Mario and Duck Hunt all in one cart, and then we had Super Mario Brothers two. Nice. So I I was playing Mario one and two like like a back to back back to yeah. back. But I didn't really get a chance to play it because. This is before Twitch. I was watching my father play. <laughs> he didn't want to give up the controller. It was Twitch before Twitch. Live was, action Twitch. It was Twitch before Twitch. He let me play Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. But when it came like to, to Mario One and Two, like he was playing it. He he was just playing it. It was it was it was more of me watching him and his friends play my birthday gift. <laughs> So, because you know, he called it. He called his best friend over. He was like, "Oh, you got that NES?" Because it was like the hottest thing out, and mm-hmm. no one could find Super Mario Brothers two because mm-hmm. it was sold out everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "I want that." And he's like, "It's sold out." I'm sorry, we can't. But secretly, he had it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I thought that was great. And then I finally got a chance to play, mm-hmm. and I sucked. And he was like, 
you know what? Let me let me let me show you how it's done, son. And he would just keep playing it. So it was like Twitch before Twitch. So so what did you think you were gonna get that birthday? I don't rem- I don't remember. <laughs> but you end up getting the best gift ever. Maybe maybe like some Ninja Turtles or yeah. or, or, or something like that. I think, sure. I think Batman just came out. Oh yeah, the movie. yeah. That must have been like eighty nine, ninety then. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was like eighty nine. Oh wow. Wow. Something, or maybe I got an eighty-eight. I don't know. Maybe we heard Batman was being made, mm-hmm. and I thought I was gonna get Batman. Oh, that's awesome! So, so yeah. So that was it. Was Twitch before Twitch? Mm-hmm. Watching, watching my father and his friends play Mario <laughs> Brothers. But, I, but I wasn't, I wasn't pissed. I wasn't sad. I was like all into it. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like all into it and stuff. <laughs> I should have created Twitch. We we all we all be billionaires, right? Well, now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. There's definitely something about like the whole family aspect of watching someone play a video game. Everything that you, you see, get people say that's weird. But people watch people play video games, but everyone's been doing that since the dawn of video games. I mean, look at arcades. Like you get people going to arcades, and they're like back in the day, and there's people gathering around like two really good players just watching them. There's something about watching somebody play a video game really well that just it, it makes it feel a little more awesome than when you're fumbling through it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like awe inspiring when you like I mean, I hate to bring up Ninja, but like watching Ninja play anything, like I don't know how he does what he does. <laughs> it's it's you know, it's the same with like pro athletes, right? You know, you you um yeah. you know, you want to watch UI Manning take the Giants to the Super Bowl yet again, you know, because obviously you don't have the ability to do that. You can sit in your backyard and toss toss the uh, football around to your siblings, but it's never going to be the same, right? And it's 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 the same with gaming. Like, people make the argument, what well, you can just play the game yourself. And it's like, well, yeah, but no one's as good as Ninja. Well, yeah, or, yeah um, can you play football yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's Same concept. Yeah, yeah. I, I do have I do have one more story, it, and it is it is also related to the NES. Um, so I got I got the NES uh, Christmas '87. Yeah, you're in college, right? I, I was in I was in college. Uh, <laughs> I was '87. I was seven years old. It's easy to do the math. I was seven years old, and um, my parents got me the Nintendo system with the Legend of Zelda, which Ooh. I think. It's also partially the reason why it's one of my favorite games of all time. It 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 used to be my favorite Zelda game, which is now Breath of the Wild. But I I love the original game because of the exploration, because of the they just kind of like Miyamoto set out to say, hey, put you in this game world, just go. And they're like, well, what do I do? It's like, well, explore, figure it around. out. Exactly, go around the countryside. And, you know, you end up stumbling into the first cave and you go, I found a sword, right? And everybody finds a sword because it's the thing, you know, you go, you go, you go a little bit left, you go a little bit up, you go in the cave. I didn't, I didn't find the sword as a side note. I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't find the sword right away. Right, 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 right. And, um, you know, like, like people will have a different gaming experience, much like, much like. Uh, I you, try to power through it without a sword. <laughs> right. Which, which you actually can do. You can get through almost the whole entire game with no sword, which is funny. But, um. I know, like, uh, all of my friends had Zelda, too, right? And we'd all kind of, hey, did you find out, like, this thing? Did you know you can, like, burn this bush? I was like, you can, you can burn bushes? And it's like, yeah, you got to get the candle and, like, do this thing. And it was kind of like everyone coming together to, to, 
to talk about this game and say like, hey, I found this cool neat thing and whatever. And and this was in a time before the internet, right? So you couldn't just like go online and and figure out like, oh, well, this is what you do. There was no game facts. There was no tip guide. Like, sure, it came with a little book that you weren't supposed to open that had some uh, little hints to kind of get you started and all that. But we kind of built a community around like all of our friends, and you know, we'd 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 bring our game cartridge over over to our friend's house because we beat level three, but maybe they beat level four and. Um, is this kind of like kind of something I never really experienced with like any other game and uh, I know that recently uh, or maybe a couple years ago like uh, Miyamoto did an interview and somebody asked them about The Legend of Zelda and the concept for it and all that and that's like that's exactly what he had wanted for the game to be right for people to kind of come together and 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 have the you know, to, to like be the internet before the internet and have everyone kind of come together and, and, and share the game experience and, and like, oh, I found this and oh, I found this. And, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was kind of neat. So I, I, this one isn't really my actual story, but I thought I would mention it since we all kind of talked about like our first games. This one, my first game was Commander Keen 4. Oh, nice. On, nice. Okay. My dad's, my dad's work laptop. What he he would bring that like back so like this was i would have had to been probably four years old maybe five because i mean it was before we had moved and then we i knew we moved when i was five years old so i was between four and five and it was like just this dos laptop i remember it just being enormous because it was like the thing that he would have to take home from work with him and he had this game on it and I didn't this I, I I would always kind of vaguely remember what this game was because I played it so young. I just had like visions of it and I didn't realize what it was until they announced Commander King at E3 this year. Oh yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. So I kind of started looking it up and then I found like images that were like exactly what I see like in my dreams. I'm like, wait, wait, this is the game, this is the first game I've ever played <laughs> when I was like four years old. Oh, so man. now I think I got to pick up that new Commander Kin when it comes out. <laughs> Relive right, that right, memory. Right. But I think I'm going to bring this right back around to the Xbox. Nice. And we're going to go. We're going <laughs> to talk about <laughs> Halo 2. Oh, nice. Nice. And Halo 2 multiplayer is probably one of the best experiences I've ever had in a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. There's a few of them I've had. I mean, I could probably list them like like Freelancer, uh, Halo Three, Halo Two, the whole like Halo franchise really. Red Alert Two, those are just like some of my favorite multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Halo Two, I had a good friend uh, that lived in Kansas, and we would play online. And our favorite thing was to play team doubles, so it's just two versus two games. Nice. And every every single time we played we discovered that we would win we never lost a match of team doubles and so we started playing in uh the ranked the ranked playlists mm-hmm. where it mattered you could level up your your game um so we uh we started playing in that and we got pretty far and again like this was like i'm talking like 50 plus matches of never never losing a single time mm-hmm. and uh finally we get to someone we get to a pair that is basically our equal match and we had a hard time keeping the lead we we it would go back and forth like they would lead and then we would lead and it was so close uh towards the end of the game that like i think within it was within the last 15 to 20 seconds that 
they were only down by one kill and then it hit like 15 the 15 second mark and this was back in like halo 2 the announcer was a little more verbose they said a lot more things than they do now i think Mm -hmm. and so they killed us and tied with us within the last 10 seconds 15 seconds and so it was like tied the lead or no is that lost the lead and we're like oh no and then we we so we both because they they were they tied us and then they immediately got ahead of us because they killed both of us and then we both respawn and then we both went after them within the last 10 seconds and it was a map where there was kind of like a higher ground situation we threw grenades from where we spawned at (laughs) in the direction of where they killed us at and the grenades went off and then the announcer was like tied the lead gained the lead game over within the last one second of the game we gained the lead it was (laughs) legendary oh that's awesome props to you guys high fives all around right (laughs) Yeah, that was like, that was pretty smart like, though. That was, <laughs> that was pretty smart. <laughs> Last known location, let's toss some grenades over there. Yeah, exactly. So we threw uh, those grenades and we got them because I mean it was you had the throw mark because it was it was far enough away that we it was basically blind aiming just in that direction, but we mm-hmm. just had to throw them upwards and down the hill and mm-hmm. yeah, we got them. It was awesome. Do you remember the you remember the map you guys were playing? I don't remember the name of it, but it was like the one. It was it was in a one of the DLC packs, mm-hmm. I believe, where it's like you were inside this building, kind of thing, and there was multiple ways up towards. There's like a lower end of it, and then there's a higher end, and mm-hmm. I think there was like a teleport. So you could like there's different branching paths to get from the high end to the low end. Right, right. And there's just kind of like an open area, like between. Um, between walls that you could snipe to the low end if you wanted to and yeah they killed us down in the low end and we threw grenades back down there when we spawned oh nice but yeah that's that's my my epic gaming moment for for a lifetime oh nice that's solid that's solid i don't i don't really nothing, play nothing like what ninja would do but Right. Well, he's well, a he's a special beast. Well, well ninja ninja is special. It's only one ninja. Mm-hmm. Nothing that he, he can do. do the floss really well. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> well, see, I don't have any epic stories like that. I'm not a big multiplayer multiplayer game. I mean, when we play Halo, it's more like Twitch. Like, all right, you get the controller, you play this level. <laughs> I get the controller, I play this level. Yeah, yeah. The only time I ever did like a head-to-head was GoldenEye. Oh, yeah, back in the day, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I mean, we can't go back to that, no, that control system. No, no, no. no, no oh, no. I, I, should, I, I think I'll bring up Marcus's because Marcus said he, he had one. But he's not here, so I'll bring it up for him. He's—I can't remember what map he said it was, but they, there is a spawn location that they, him and his dad, called the Uh Oh Room. Oh. Uh, and what happened was that <laughs> they, it, as you all know, in Gold in Goldeneye, there was the um, all the proximity mines. Yeah, I think place. I think you're probably referencing the facility, if I'm not mistaken. And, yes. Uh, yeah, the, I believe he... so. And there is one room where he. I think it was I think he I can't remember if it was him or his dad but I think it was him he placed a bunch of proximity mines in it but then he had died and spawned in the room with the proximity oh, mines only that one exit you, you, you just and he die. just went uh oh and blew up yeah 
yeah. And so that that's why they called it the uh oh room. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I think that's basically what it is. And that reminds me of like that reminded me of um, I think ours was also in the facility. It, that's where the golden eye gun was, or the golden gun was in the uh, bathroom, right? I think so. Yeah, you had to go up through the vent or something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and there's like a door, and my friends and I, our thing would, we would always place a proximity mine behind the door to the the where golden where the gun. golden gun was. Yep. Yep. So you could go, you'd go into the bathroom and blow up, and sometimes we would hide it like right next to the golden gun. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and, uh, anybody that would go to the Golden Gun, it was like you're you're taking a huge risk because you might just have to deal with a proximity mine. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think if you were really good at that game and you were playing with uh, um, the ex- the like explosive set, you could just do like a loop around the level and keep chucking proximity mines to all the <laughs> spawn points because the map wasn't the best design because you know it was early FPS. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, Blood yeah. Gulch and um, D Dust oh, are like so peak level design for mm-hmm. first person shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. So yeah, I think um, I think uh, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna wrap it up, right? We got uh, we got some really good gaming stories. You know, uh, pre ordering your first game, Christmas birthday stories, opening up the Nintendo, uh, the multiplayer stuff. You know, it's all good stuff, and I think we can all kind of relate to those on some level we've all had an experience like that where it's just been uh it's just been kind of you know just maybe transcendent is the word i don't know i don't know but um do you guys have uh do you guys have anything that you want to plug uh yeah so i obviously from lit gaming arena we'll have our podcast coming out today um when this is also posted i i believe so um every sunday you can find us on lit gaming arena at twitter and instagram and facebook is lit gaming arena co and also like lit gaming mm-hmm. you can find uh zap night zap night.com we have a podcast episode coming out august 1st for spyro 3 so that's gonna be exciting and um yeah we got weekly episodes and uh zap night.com is where you can see everything we've got going on Oh, nice, nice. And you can find uh, me and Dan. We are uh, Rated G for Gamers. Uh, we put new episodes out every Tuesday. You can find us at Rated G for Gamers at uh, pretty much any uh, social media, right? And um, that will uh, that will do it for the uh, second episode of the GPA Roundtable. Uh, we want to thank everyone for, uh, for listening. And uh, please check out all of the fine podcasts on the GPA Network. That's uh, GamingPodcastAlliance.com. Thanks again for listening, and uh, keep gaming alive. Mm-hmm.